Greetings and welcome to the Antithesis of Superwoman. I'm your host, Recovering People Pleaser and ASW Empowerment Coach Von Fuller, and I am so excited that you're back with me as we progress on this journey of living our best lives without the cape. The title of this episode is Living the Blessing. You ever had a moment of clarity like, wait a minute, what I have right now, I actually had on my vision board five years ago, but why doesn't it feel like it? Well, we're going to talk about that. So let's get into it. Again, welcome. Before we dive into today's topic, as always, you know I have three important things that I want to share. One, I am not a licensed therapist. I am solely a person who's passionate about you living your best life. Two, I'm a Christian and I will share personal experiences that are going to involve my beliefs. I'm not going to force my beliefs on you in this podcast. And three, I identify as a woman, hence the podcast name. And I'm surrounded by a lot of women. So a lot of my examples will be a women. However, men, please know, I know that we got supermen out there as well. And if you're feeling the weight of the world on your shoulders, but feel like you can't express it because you have to maintain this strong and unshakable image, then you are in the right place because this podcast is for you. And if you enjoy hearing encouraging tips and tools to go from overwhelmed to overjoyed, then I want you to join the Encouragement Fam. Remember to click subscribe, like, rate, and review. Okay, so now that we got all the logistics out the way, let's talk about living in the blessing, even in the times when we don't realize it. I hope all is going well with y'all this week. As we close to the end of the year, things seem to speed up and slow down at the same time, if you know what I mean. And if you don't, what I mean by that... <laughs> is that you still have to do life and your responsibilities don't seem to slow down, but your mind does. Your mind goes into reflection mode, thinking about the year so far, all the memories, good and bad, and then you rush to get back to thinking about all the things you have left to do. I get it, because that's completely me. And even more so in those moments is when I work on gratitude. My thing is trying to have an attitude of gratitude always. And it's not always easy, but I definitely try to put my best foot forward when it comes to that. And so I'm going to share with y'all a tip that always works to get me in that attitude of gratitude. It's real simple. You remind yourself of where you are. So for the past three years or so, I've consistently been reminding myself that I am living in answer prayers. Prayers that I forgot about. Prayers that now don't seem super important, but meant everything when I was praying for it my old vision board came true and so you may be wondering if you're living in your blessing then why do you have to remind yourself of that well I am so glad you asked because I'm gonna let you know why because life be life and y'all life be life and <laughs> I'm gonna be a hundred percent when I pray these prayers and when I imagine these things coming to pass, the feelings I associated with them were completely different. The feelings were excitement and peace and joy and thrill and 
just a real sense of accomplishment. Instead, what I got were feelings of FOMO, which is fear of missing out, blasé, exhaustion, disappointment, and honestly, even stress. And I know that's crazy. I know it sounds crazy. But let me give y'all this example. So y'all know, I just paid off our home 21 years early, right? <laughs> and yes, I'll probably be mentioning this for a while because it is a big accomplishment for us. And so that was in September of this year. But what y'all didn't know was that same week, maybe like a day or so after I paid off the home, my car ended up on the side of the road and needed to be towed to a shop ASAP. And to add to that, my car was in the shop a week earlier and supposedly completely fixed. But a week later, it ends up in a shop again for the same issue. So as you can imagine, it wasn't easy to focus on our major accomplishment of paying off the home in nine years while trying to figure out how to get my daughter dropped off and picked up from school every day. Thankfully, we were able to work it out because God is good. And then in less than two weeks, two, less than two, not even 14 days, of getting my car out of the shop, it was back in the shop for the same issue. Absolutely ridiculous. So now this is the third time of my car being in a shop for the same issue. So needless to say, any celebration that I intended on having got pushed back to the side and the feelings of excitement or even accomplishment. I mean, I think I still felt accomplished, but I just really wasn't that excited about it because I had other things to think about. Life was life and at full capacity. And when I prayed and dreamed and envisioned paying off my home, I did not think about any other aspect of my life and that it could potentially go wrong, especially not three times. <laughs> but also, if I'm being real, it probably wouldn't have changed my excitement level that much had I not had the car situation. I probably still would have celebrated, but just like that feeling of excitement may not have been there. It kind of reminds me of a birthday. And so what I mean by that is, you know, when you're a kid and you have this birthday party and someone asks you, do you feel any different? Do you feel any older? And most of the time the answer is no, because just 24 hours ago, you were a younger age. <laughs> so nothing really physically changed or even mentally a lot of times. And so most of the time you do not feel it. Getting another year older is a blessing but you don't feel different or special in that moment because it's just 24 hours later than the day before when you weren't walking that blessing now i'm gonna keep it real that's not the same story when you're older when you're older and you're tired and you're overworked you really start feeling your age sometimes older <laughs> sometimes you feel your age before you hit your age <laughs> But anyway, you get my point. So I actually started to wonder, because you know that's how my mind works, why does this happen? I know I'm not the only one. So why is it that when you actually reach your accomplishment, 
either it doesn't feel like it or you don't feel any real sense of excitement that you thought that you would. We work so hard to attain certain goals. And then when we get there, it's like, yeah, that's nice and all, but it still doesn't feel different. That ain't really cool. And if we think about it, this is something that impacts everybody. It is not a respecter of persons. It doesn't care about race, class, social status, which is why rich people can have all the money in the world and still be miserable because they're lonely. Tangible goals just don't have the same impact on our emotions like we typically think they will. But guess what? Did you know there was actually a reason why this happens? There's actually psychology that explains this. Bottom line is, it's the anticipation of it all, y'all. When you set goals and you put the work in to achieve them, the following things happen. Why are you in the grit, nitty gritty of it? First thing is you have a sense of direction. You have a sense of order and connection and belonging. And we assign greater value to actually being engaged and active in the process than the achievement of the process. And I know that sounds crazy, but if you think about it, you can probably look back over your life and see where this has been true in a lot of situations, even though it sounds super backwards. You would think psychologically we would assign more value to actually accomplishing it, but it's the opposite. The value comes in the process to get there. That's a whole word, ain't it? The blessing is in the journey, not the destination. Well, or maybe the blessing is in the journey and the destination. Anywho, back to my point. (laughs) It's super backwards. You would think that the value will come after, but that's not necessarily the case. And I can give you an example of this. So if we look at our society, the majority of us love the underdog story. And we tend to respect those who had to work for the success versus those who it was given to. And let's not forget that we've actually coined terms like pull myself up from my bootstraps, which I have my own opinion on, or things like you wasn't shooting with me in the gym. So that's why when you are in the paint shooting in the gym, you typically assign yourself more value than when you no longer need to be in the gym for the same thing, which is why people introduce themselves by what they do Or the first question you typically get asked is, what do you do? So when what you do is what you did, it don't always hit the same. I mean, retired athletes is probably one of the best examples that we have here in the country. And you know why? Why, Vaughn? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's because when you're in the process of progress, when you are working towards your goals, your brain actually releases dopamine your happy hormone, and anticipation of you actually achieving your goal. And so when you actually do reach it, guess what happens? Those dopamine levels go, (laughs) bye-bye. Ain't that something? Like, dopamine, you just gonna up and leave me when the game gets good? Like, that's how you do? Dopamine to me is like those like rom-com movies or like those Disney movies where someone's like a mentor or someone's a friend to somebody else and they see them doing good off in a distance and then they just walk away. 
with a smirk on their face and a, a sense of pride because they're happy with all they've been able to help them accomplish. That's dopamine. That is what dopamine does to us. <laughs> it's crazy that physically our bodies do not get as excited for the actual accomplishment as it does for the anticipation of it. It's just, I mean, man. Anywho, another thing that I think impacts your dopamine levels is that you reach your goal. And if you have another goal, like most of us do, you're starting back at step one in a lot of cases. And it's really hard to feel excited from going from the top of the mountain all the way back down to its base immediately. That is a hard impact, y'all. So today I wanted to give you some tips to shake that dopamine drop and get back to feeling happy. All right, let's dive right up into it. The first one I already shared was one of the things that I do that I've been doing for the past few years, which is to remind myself that I am literally living my prayers in real time, which makes me feel happy and thankful because it truly shifts my perspective. It reminds me that just because I'm back to square one, recognize that it's not the same square because I've already hit square 10 with something else. And so, yes, I may be at square one, but I'm not at the same square one. And soon I'll be at square 10, which helps me and keeps me motivated. The next tip I would offer is to take some time to reflect on your journey And really who you are outside of what you do. So it's kind of like a two for a two for one. Remember the journey and be grateful for it. If you can remember that journey, looking at the highs and the lows, where you've come from, I think it'll help you a lot to shift your perspective and maybe bring back those dopamine levels. And then remember who you are. A lot of times we describe ourselves by either who we are to others or what we accomplish because that's how society trained us. But let's break out of that because in my opinion, that doesn't set you up to be a happy, healthy, and whole individual. Instead, it puts you in a constant state of feeling like you have to wear the cape all the time or you constantly have to achieve the next best title or achievement. Otherwise, you have no real worth. Because you're only good as your last hit, right? And that's a bold-faced lie. Outside of your job, outside of your education, your children, your nieces and nephews, your bank account, your church position, outside of the car that you drive, outside of all of that, you still matter and have value, high value. Those aren't the only things that define your identity. Matter of fact, that's really just a small portion of what helps to make your identity. I would challenge you to start to believe and know that your real value comes from your heart, your peace, your love, your health, your core values and beliefs. It comes from what truly makes you you. So spend some time resting in that because I don't think many of us do. I mean, if you look at anyone, including my social media, it'll start off with, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a this, I'm a that, blah, blah, blah. All those things are great. 
I'm not taking anything away from those positions or titles, but that's not who you are. You actually brought who you are into those things, into those roles, into those positions, but that's not what makes you you. So please spend time in that because I don't think a lot of us do. If you couldn't work another day in your life, if you are no longer connected to the things or the people that society thinks define you, your value would not decrease at all. Know that, sit in that, find rest in that. And of course, I say this in love. (laughs) Okay, another tip is to help someone else. You've been there and done that. So now maybe it's your turn to help offer some guidance to somebody else so they can get to where you've already been to. Sometimes we don't give ourselves enough credit to think of ourselves as mentors. But if you've accomplished something, then you're able to mentor somebody else who wants to accomplish what you accomplished. And this one is really good because get this. So we know that when we're striving to achieve a goal, our brain releases dopamine in anticipation of achieving it, right? But guess what happens when you reach back? When you reach back and help others, our brains release dopamine, serotonin, and oxytocin. So by helping yourself, you get one stress-fighting hormone. But when you go to help somebody else, you get three of them joints for one action. So I'm just going to say this. The clearance shopper in me is celebrating, okay? (laughs) The couponer in me gets happy about this. That's a three-for-one deal. I'm just saying. Come on now. Come on, son. This is the literal scientific backing of scripture in Acts chapter 20, verse 35. And yes, I looked it up. You know, I encourage y'all to look it up yourselves, but I'm just going to share. The second part of the Bible verse says, remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said it is more blessed to give than to receive. So yes, that is actual scripture, y'all. I know we say that saying a lot, but it is actually rooted in scripture. But when we use it, we use it with a different understanding, right? Because typically we use it with the understanding like, oh, If you give more, it'll just make you a better, kinder, nicer person. Like, oh, how sweet that person is for giving. And yes, for some, they are doing it out of the kindness of their hearts. And I won't go into the ones who aren't. But to have scientific evidence that Jesus wasn't just saying that for you to be a nice person, but because he knows how the body works and knows that it is literally better for your health to give than to receive. Like, I just want us to grasp this. Like, really take it in. You have science backing scripture that shows it is physically better for you. And we know the physical, the mental, the emotional all work together, right? So it is literally, and yes, in the spiritual. So it is literally better for you, for your health, for your body, for your mind, for your emotions to give than it is to receive. I cannot. I just, I cannot. (laughs) 
Honestly, I think I need to end the tips right there because that got me all excited. I don't know that I can top that tip. A three-for-one deal? Come on, son. When science and scripture come together, come on, son. (laughs) I do want to say, though, I know some of you are like, why isn't she mentioning your next bigger and better goal? Why isn't that a tip? Why isn't she saying just work on your next goal? And I'm going to be honest with y'all. There's a couple of reasons for that. The first reason is that I know who I'm talking to. I know my antitheses. And so I know I'm talking to a bunch of goal getters right now. There is no need for me to tell y'all to focus on your next goal when y'all already focusing on your next five. Why waste the time? (laughs) So that's the first reason. And the second reason is tied to the first, but not in a way that you think. It says a note of caution. Something I really want you to avoid is goal hopping. And it sounds just like it is hopping from goal to goal. I know it sounds crazy. I know. But just hear me out. I'm not sharing this because I'm trying to slow down your progress. It's actually the opposite. I'm telling you to be careful with goal hopping because I want you to make sure you're attacking your next goal for the right reasons and with the right mindset. When we goal hop, instead of taking time to be in the moment of the goal that we just accomplished, we run the risk of our intent behind chasing the next goal, altering from progress and growth to being desperate to find that next release of dopamine. And I talked to you about three tips that if you intentionally slow down and spend some time in the moment of your accomplishment and what that means to you and how it's impacted you, and if you're willing to share that journey, you can actually get way more back than just that next dopamine boost. So taking some time to slow down can actually be the buildup to catapult you to ultimate success. I told you it's the opposite that I'm trying to get you to. I'm not trying to slow down your progress. I'm trying to get you there quicker. And the reason why it can actually get you there quicker is because when you move, you're moving different. You're moving with gratitude instead of pressure. You're moving with love instead of stress. And you're moving with confidence instead of doubt. Know that I'm praying you all the best and none of the rest as you actively live in your blessing. You can do this. I absolutely believe in you. Take some time to take the cape off and rest in knowing who you are, what you've accomplished so far, and being able to get back if you can. And with that, it's time to move on to our weekly segments. We got the encouragement challenge, the beacon of encouragement, and the encouragement quote. The encouragement challenge this week is to figure out a way to give back. I'm trying to get y'all this three for one deal, okay? You are already living the blessing. So how are you going to help others who want to get there? Think about it. Take your time. Give yourself a chance to think of some options, but then move. Don't have analysis paralysis. Think about how you can get back and do it. Next, we have this week's Beacon of Encouragement. This week, we're celebrating none other than Joe Issa Rae, better known as Issa Rae. (laughs) 
Issa Rae is an actress, she's a writer, she's a producer, and low-key hockey, a super funny and seemingly kind individual. She's the boss's boss, and she does it well. But why I'm celebrating her today is her love for giving back and her lack of guilt or shame on going ghost on folks, especially the rest of the world, when it's time for a break. Sis knows how to rest and remain unbothered about it. I'm also happy to celebrate her this week because she encourages those around her to rest as well. Issa, thank you for showing awkward black girls and everyone else that sometimes you have to create your own lane of success. And not only is that okay, it's something to be proud about. But in that success, you need to take breaks. That while it's okay to do the hard work in creating your own lane, it's also necessary to doing the strong work and maintaining boundaries and self-care so you can reset, recharge, and come back refreshed and full of new ideas. And that is also important to reach back and help others who are on the same journey, who are trying to get to where you got to. Because not only is it good for them, it's good for you. That three for one deal. <laughs> I so appreciate you. Because you aren't afraid to show us the whole picture of what living in your blessing looks like. And I absolutely love and appreciate that. Because of amazing examples like you, we now know that the work doesn't stop, but we ought to. Okay? Sometimes, at least, for us. Thank you, Issa Rae, for being you. If you'd like to nominate a beacon of encouragement of your own, feel free to contact me on my website, www.antithesisofsuperwoman.com, and submit your nomination. Remember, a beacon of encouragement is anyone who has encouraged you in life. They deserve a spotlight, so it's time we give them one. Next, we have the encouragement quote. May the blessings of your journey radiate through your presence Help others through your hands and shine through your heart. Now, this quote is a little interesting because it started off from an unknown source, but then I kind of added my little own pizzazz to it. (laughs) Added my little own razzle-dazzle. And so it's kind of a mix between an unknown source and me. And with that, I want to thank you all for joining me in episode 41. I am also grateful that y'all are still rocking with me here as we grow on this journey of living our best lives without the cape. As always, please know I do not take y'all for granted. If you enjoy spending time with me talking about living a blessing, then join the Encouragement Fam. We're here with open arms. Like, subscribe, and follow on any platform where podcasts are found. Remember to rate five stars and review. Can't wait to meet you back here next week for an all-new episode. You won't want to miss it. If you have encouragement topics you want me to discuss, a beacon of encouragement you want to nominate, or questions you want answered, feel free to let me know by visiting my website at www.antithesisofsuperwoman.com. If you have Instagram, follow me at antithesis underscore of underscore superwoman. Check me out on my Facebook page, The Antithesis of Superwoman, And join my Facebook group, The Antithesis of Superwoman Encouragement Collective. Talk to you next week. And remember, no cape, no cap. Bye.